The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Mrs. Martina Francis really wanted to get in touch with me this past weekend to give me good news, of course, and, well, good news for other people. She wants me to help so bad she sent two emails to two separate email accounts. Hello, dear. How are you? My name is Mrs. Martina Francis, a sick widow suffering from cancer disease. I have a donation fund of... 2,700,000 USD million, which I want to donate through you to help the orphans, widows, handicapped people, and charity home. Please get back to me immediately after reading this message for more details regarding this humanitarian agenda. God bless you while I'm waiting for your answer, Mrs. Martina Francis. So, I of course will need a generous stipend while donating to orphans, widows, handicapped people, and charity home. Pretty sweet. <laughs> I keep forgetting to reply, though. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, I've discovered a problem with snacking throughout the day. If you, like me, do that, uh, you tend to put on some weight. I know, I'm not really a fan. However, I've got great news. Built Bar is here to save the day. They've got so many flavors, there's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, of which I am one, they're passionate about their favorites. Me too! Now, Bilt Bar likes to tell you all their amazing flavors, coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, my favorite, and more. And I love them all. I'm passionate about all of them. And you can, you know, decide whether you want one particular flavor, or if you can't pick a flavor right off the bat, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine regular flavors. Trick is not eating them all at once. But if you do, Built Bars have up to 18 grams of protein and they're 180 calories or less. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs. But you wouldn't know it by tasting them because they taste amazing. You can take care of your sweet tooth and still be healthy. Jeff, how do I get them, you ask? How, how do I get them? Thank you. Oh, funny you ask. Go to built.com. Use promo code Jeffy. You're going to save 15% off your first order. Use the promo code Jeffy for 15% off at built.com. One of the things that I listened to this weekend was uh, the latest Anatomy of Murder. It was, I don't know, the latest one was out last week. And I've talked about it before. I, I will listen to Anatomy of Murder. I love their podcast. It's Anna Siga Nicolazzi and Scott Weinberger. 
she's a homicide prosecutor and he's a former, you know, sheriff and investigative uh, journalist. And I, I like, you know, I like, uh, I like the cases that they present usually. Now I've reached out to them cause I really want to talk to them because I want to talk to them. You know, I want to talk to them about how I got started and all of that. And I, I do really enjoy anatomy of a murder. There's a couple things about the podcast that, you know, kind of bug me, but I'm not a producer and I won't, you know, I may not, I may or may not mention it if I get a chance to interview them, but this latest podcast, okay. This latest podcast really ticked me off. <laughs> so it's about this murder from 1997. All right. Now, and the, the murder is a fascinating case. I, I love the case. All right. And so I, I want, I'm listening to it. I want to, you know, the thing that I like about anatomy of murder is the conclusion of the case. Who done it? Who did it? I get to think with them, go through the case, look at the, look at the facts and what happened and look at the evidence and see, you know, who done it. This particular case they get to the end and they still haven't solved it i mean i don't want to spoil i just spoiled it for you but i mean it's worth listening to because the case is a fascinating case and i know who i think is guilty but they still haven't proved it and i just want a conclusion and now they're asking for tips and the conclusion is that it's probably never going to be solved i would guess that that's the case and then they hope that it will be and they give you the tip number to call and you know hopefully somebody has a tip that can help them with the case but i just was so angry (laughs) i was so mad i wanted a conclusion it really really frustrating i don't know that i feel better that i've talked about it but i do know that it was frustrating to listen to that thing and there was no conclusion uh i i get close to the end and i'm like okay well this person did it and then it's well, we haven't found out who did it yet. And, you know, call the tip line. And we really, we really care about this family. What? Oh, just agonizing. <laughs> Another thing I did this weekend is I really had kind of a TikTok tutorial. Uh, and it is an amazing app. And by that, I mean, there, I mean, we, it, some could go through a TikTok tutorial and think we're doomed. Now, I understand Twitter pretty well, I think, kind of. Uh, Instagram, pretty well, kind of, I think. Uh, Facebook, pretty well, kind of, I think. Uh, YouTube, kind of, I think. But uh, TikTok is a different animal. And as I'm getting my tutorial, I find these live videos. Now, one of the things that they do, and it's a, they're TikTok channels and they sell like pearls and they sell stones and they have people digging through stones and they put bags, they put all these stones in a bag and give it a number and then you buy it. And it's TikTok. I mean, they've got people selling these stones and selling these pearls and it's just fascinating. So, uh, there's another, and you can make, and you make money, right? You have people donate to your live stream on TikTok, and that's how you make your money. And they give you awards. And we've talked about the percentages. TikTok takes a big percentage of what you get awarded uh, on your live stream. Now, most of the live streams uh, want to drive you to their YouTube or OnlyFans page, so they you know make all the money themselves or more of a percentage of the money 
on those streams than they do on TikTok. But, you know, they're using the live stream. But one of the most fascinating live streams, and there's I mean, there's many of them that do this. It's this ASMR uh, channels, which are incredible. So I went back and I looked at some old stories of ASMR videos, and it was a big YouTube trend for a few years. And then now, I mean, I see them on TikTok, and there's a couple that do it really, really good, uh, really, really well uh, on TikTok, but some are not that good at all but it's where you make sounds i mean it's (laughs) and you're making sounds it's a autonomous sensory meridian response candy chocolate uh scraping against the microphone snapping fingernails brushing your hair it is incredible and the the good ones all talk about, hey, we're talking soft now. And I'm going to click it. And we've got a response coming up. Oh, thank you. And people are giving, donating money through the whole thing. And they're rubbing brushes and they're rubbing uh, uh, some kind of tape over the microphone and pulling it off. It is incredible. ASMR. It is. <laughs> I think. I honestly, I think I'm going to create an ASMR channel, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it just for fun. I I don't know that I would ever make any money. I don't know that I want to make any money. I just want to do it for fun. It looks incredibly fun is the word I'm using. I mean, it's just, I'm here for you. And before we get into this, I want you to know that we are, we are here. It's amazing. Amazing. I, I, I really, I want to come up with my ASMR channel. I think I already have a name for it and, uh, I'm not going to tell you until I launch it. Okay. (laughs) But it could definitely happen. Okay. I mean, if I make one, I don't know that I will be as good as Heather Feather, the ASMR artist. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to put together an ASMR. Maybe you're already familiar. Maybe it helps you. I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be, you know, amazing when you get chills, when someone plays with your hair or traces your back with their fingertips. And indeed it's just the gentle whisper. Artist. That's what it is. Okay. We're going to take a moment to breathe. I mean, I would like to get some fake nails and bang them on the mic. I see some of the ASMR artists. Uh, put the goo and tape right on the microphone. No, I don't necessarily want to do that. Uh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't usually bode well for the microphone, but some of them put, uh, 
some kind of, uh, you know, you put uh, some kind of goo over it, like the uh, goo condom over the microphone, and then peel it off. It's just... <laughs> I, I am now... I am now looking forward to at least becoming a professional ASM artist very, very soon. It's okay. It's like a brain massage. All right, let's go to the break room. I need uh, some uh, some relaxing coldness on my throat uh, oh, before we head into the break room. Oh, yes. Mm. Maybe we just have a like a an ending to chewing the fat that's ASMR test uh, created by me, the ASMR test, uh, and you know we do do a relaxing bit at the end of each show just so you know you feel better about yourself and you can relax. I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I like the idea of dressing up though and uh, putting uh, you know some kind of feathered hat on and fingernails and talk, having my ASMR night uh, either, you know, live on Instagram or live on YouTube or live on TikTok, although I don't have a TikTok channel yet, but uh, it's definitely possibility because uh, I, I fell in love with how bad these ASMR artists are. Only a couple of them were actually pretty good, but the whole thing is just overwhelming to me. Just overwhelming to me. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to go ahead to the break room. All right, well, let's go. Okay, so the big news over the weekend, as far as uh, Netflix was concerned, is that they canceled the animated series created by Meghan Markle and Elton John's husband, David Furnish. So, um... Then they, you know, everybody wants to say that that makes Netflix look bad. I got to tell you, I think it looks worse for Archwell Productions. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, Megan and and Harry set up in uh, the fall of 2020 as they, and that's their deal with Netflix is to create scripted series, docuseries, documentaries, features, and children's programming. That's their deal. And they got, I mean, I think it was reported that they got a hundred million from Netflix to for this deal. Did they get it all at once? I don't know. Uh, will they have to pay any of it back? Doubtful because they still have you know projects in the works, right? That's what their you know the Archwell Productions is going to be doing. The reason I think okay, so yeah, I know Netflix has lost subscribers and they're really struggling to find their way, and I get that. It's it's been, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough road for the next few years because they're going to have to find their way and the shows that they're going to have to produce are going to take some time to produce and then you're going to have to promote it and try to get people back. And raising your prices and telling people they can't share their passwords isn't going to do it for you, Netflix. So you need to you know, have a couple of meetings. If you need me involved, call me or email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. But really, this has to do with what is... Harry and Megan, what are they doing? Archwell Productions. I mean, have they, are they have they produced anything? I would say no to that. They signed the deal with Netflix to create all this. They signed a deal with Spotify to create content, and they've done zip. I mean, with Spotify, they got there was reported thirty million, and they've done zip. I'm sorry, 
Uh, she did announce that her podcast is going to be titled Archetypes, where they dissect, explore, and subvert the labels that try to hold women back. Do they, Megan? Do they? I can't wait for that podcast. But I'm just saying, it does not bode well for Archwell. And it, they don't get to be just walking down the street as Harry and Megan anymore. You're not the Royals. I know you think you are, but you walked away from them. I know everybody, you know, tries to treat you that way, but you're just regular people now who were once royals. I mean, I guess Harry could still be considered a royal. Okay, you know, whatever. He's always a royal, Jeff. Okay, I got it. And you know what? When he divorces Meghan, then he could go back to being a royal. And I see everybody reporting that Donald Trump in his interview predicted that they were going to get a divorce. Now, that was predicted on this show way longer before. Way longer before? Way long ago? Yeah, way earlier than Donald Trump did. I'll tell you that. I called that a while ago. And I actually, I thought that they would be closer to a divorce than it looks as they are because they had the second kid. Uh, That second kid, man, that helped them stay together for a little while longer. But times are tough. And he is missing his family. He's missing the Royals. And she doesn't, she's got a, (laughs) she's got that noose. I'm sorry. Oh, don't talk about nooses. She's got that chain wrapped around Harry tight. So it'll be, it'll be tough to get, uh, to get her uh, untangled from Harry, but it could happen. And I know it's because Netflix also canceled a couple other animated series they had in production and they're looking at, they fired some people in another department that they claim was already in the works. All right. I gotcha. I know that they're struggling and they're trying to find their way, but really this is a statement about Archwell Productions. I mean, they must be producing nothing, absolutely nothing. I know that they were supposed to do, they had an idea you know, of, of Pearl, uh, this uh, girl that's supposed to be on a journey of self-discovery as she tries to overcome life's daily challenges. But uh, good luck, God bless, because apparently you are creating a nothing. And it'd be interesting to hear what Elton's hubby has to say about that relationship. Very interesting to hear what Elton has to say about that relationship. Wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. And I see where Adele, uh, speaking of another diva, has uh, now worked out a new deal, apparently, to remember she was supposed to be do her big deal at Caesars at the Coliseum, and then she canceled because of COVID, but we really found out it wasn't over COVID. It was over creative issues, and she was stomping her foot and whining and being a spoiled little brat and wouldn't put the show on the way the way that they wanted her to. So now, and when they're trying to get her back at, uh, she was trying to set up a deal back at uh, Caesars. Was she? Cause now it looks like she's going to move over to planet Hollywood. I know. And she's going to do a show at Zappos. So we'll see if this show in Vegas ever really does happen. It's a lot of money, a lot of attention. So it's, you know, it's going to be tough for her to, she has to put on something. There's more people. Uh, it's a larger auditorium than the Coliseum. Uh, so I guess, it, you know, I guess you make a little bit more money and she, you know, depending on her cut from ticket sales, but to still be work out now, to be fair, uh, it's all part of the Caesars entertainment family. 
So, I mean, okay. It just means that the people at Caesars at the Coliseum were like, we're not dealing with her anymore. Okay, we're done. Uh, you can have her. She can still do a show at one of our other venues, but not here. Okay, this is the mothership. Uh, so put her over at Planet Hollywood. Put her into Zappos. She's got a larger audience. And let her do whatever she wants to do over there. But here, no, it's not going to happen. And speaking of not going to happen, I see where Bill Murray, uh, he was uh, interviewed at the uh, Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting that was streamed live on CNBC. And uh, he did an interview there. And she said that uh, uh, he, uh, I'm sorry, he was being interviewed by this CNBC's Becky Quick, who was awesome. I mean, I love everything about CNBC's Becky Quick. It's just wonderful. Anyway, she was interviewing uh, Bill and about uh, the movie. We talked about last week about the movie uh, Being Mortal, where they pulled the plug. Uh, Searchlight Pictures and Disney, yeah, we're now we're shut it down. Where production is shut down, and it was because Bill, you know, did some kind of uh, something that <laughs> wasn't uh, didn't make people happy. It wasn't too good of a thing. Now he said in the interview that I did something I thought was funny, but it wasn't taken that way. So, I mean, that could encompass a lot of things. I mean, and so could when it was called inappropriate behavior. That can encompass a lot of things. So, his quote uh, in the interview, I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. And I spent the last week thinking about the incident. (sighs) He didn't say what the incident was. And as for now, we're talking, and we're trying to make peace with each other. Yeah, uh, we're both professionals. We like each other's work. We like each other, I think. And if we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further, working together, or making the movie as well. It's been quite an education for me. So being mortal may not happen, and that does not sound good. It's like halfway done. And so we just throw it in the can, man. Uh, and, And do you get rid of Bill and make the rest of the movie? I don't know. We'll see. He said, "We're I'm optimistic that we're going to make peace. <laughs> Murray said of learning from his mistakes, that's really a, a sad puppy that can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog, and I have no intention of it. What would make me the happiest would be to put my boots on and for both of us to go back into work and be able to trust each other and Work at the work that we've both spent a lot of time developing the skill of. (laughs) And maybe, you know, when I do something that I think is funny, maybe you should think that it's funny too. How about that? Maybe you should have a sense of humor. I was really interested to know what it was, what what body part he grabbed. (laughs) Oh, I mean, what it was, whatever the inappropriate behavior was. Because he thought it was funny. And uh, apparently uh, nobody else did. And really, it's Hollywood. Go pretend. You're pretending and you're making movies. Go act. Be who you're supposed to be on the movie. And then, you know, walk away from it. Make your money. Make your movie. And move on with your life. That's what's happened in the past. I mean, Bill's had other issues on set before. Apparently, he's not the... 
you know, greatest, friendliest person on set and expects uh, people to be better than they are or better than he is. I don't know, but he's not that good of a guy on set. That's what the rumors are. I don't know. I've never worked with Bill. I've never met Bill. I've never talked to Bill. I've called his 800 line before, asked him to call me. He has not. So that's where we're at. Bill, you know what? I need to call Bill's 800 number again. Because that's how you get a hold of Bill. He's got an 800 line and he checks it whenever he wants to. And I'm going to call the Bill Murray 800 line and say, Bill, come on, Chewing the Fat. Let's talk a little bit about this, okay? We'll see if it happens. So if you weren't disgusted enough at the White House Correspondents' Dinner uh, this past Saturday with more than 2,000 journalists and politicians rubbing shoulders with Kim and Pete, and they were all there just yuckity, yuckity, yuckity and up. Uh, The president was there, and it's the first time we've had a president attend in six years, and as he called it, uh, we had a horrible plague followed by two years of COVID-19. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. It's a cute little line, but it's just not the feeling of the country. Uh, Trevor Noah, you know, of course, called out uh, the elephant in the room talking about the uh, journalists and politicians uh, dec- decried COVID-19 throughout the pandemic, but they were all there on masks. Well, the workers weren't on masks. Uh, the servants to the uh, journalists and politicians were wearing masks, so that makes it okay. And I saw where uh, Dr. Fauci didn't want to go to this super spreader event uh, and be there with the uh, unwashed masses, but he was there at the pre-party, so there were pictures of him at the pre-party with everyone being on masks, so I'm not quite sure that makes a difference, but I guess in his mind it does. And then Trevor made a funny joke about at the end when people were leaving, he told everybody to be careful. <laughs> this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let's talk about the people that lost their lives in Afghanistan and the billions of dollars that was left behind in Afghanistan and how terrible things are and how terrible it is how we got out of Afghanistan and it just agonizes, just pisses me off. And then they, you know, of course, everyone applauds democracy. Yeah, we're not a democracy and you douches should know that. But anyway, I mean, it was a fun night and we all got to have dinner and have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if that wasn't, uh, you know, uh, enough to uh, make you uh, part of the inside crowd, the Met Gala is tonight. You, I bet you forgot about the Met Gala, huh? Yeah, I know. It's been, uh, you know, it's been virtual, and but uh, it's taking place tonight. And uh, it's for the in-person fundraising event, uh, the first time since May 6, 2019. So, and they, then last year it took place in September. So it's almost like it just happened. But it's going to happen again on the regular time and day. And it's going to be great. It's fashion's biggest night. Uh, I just can't wait. So we'll see, you know, of course, Kim and Pete will be there. We'll see what they wear and what the fashion. And I do enjoy seeing all the bougie-ass fashion. (laughs) Personally, I do enjoy seeing all that because it's, uh, you know, it's fascinating to me. But we'll see. I mean, Anna Wintour has been the helm of the Met Ball since 95. And she, uh, you know, she holds a 
tight grip on that invitation list. And she holds a tight grip on who sits where, who wears what, uh, who's wearing what, what time they're coming in, everything. I mean, Anna is, uh, uh, she runs a tight ship on the old Met Gala. So we've got that to look forward to. How great is that? Huh? And then, oh, who died today? Who died today? Naomi Judd. The how the Judds, the mom, passed away at 76 years of age. Now, we believe that she killed herself, sadly. Uh, they post their post letting everyone know that their mom had died. Uh, today, we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. We are shattered. We are now, I bet, we are navigating, if anyone has had suicide, touch them. And I mean, really in today's world, who among us hasn't? Uh, We are navigating profound grief and know that as we loved her, she was loved by her public. We are in unknown territory. I mean, she's been open about battling with severe depression and mental illness. And she, at one point, Uh, Talked about how she struggled to do everyday tasks, such as brushing her teeth and leaving her house. She said, I used to say to myself, looking in the mirror, I'm Naomi freaking Judd. I got this. I even wrote it out and taped it there. But when the problem is in your brain, when the problem involves the way that you're thinking and the way you're living every day of your life, you can't pull that off anymore. And that was three or four years ago. So, I mean, very sad. I mean, she was going to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, I think yesterday, right? I think yesterday was the Hall of Fame induction, and she uh, she lost her life on Saturday, right? Just really, really sad. Very sad. It was either Friday or Saturday. Um, really, really sad. And, you know, it's, it's always sad when someone passes away, but specifically when they when they kill themselves. It's just seems so unnecessary but when you do it you know they feel that it's necessary right so if you have any (sighs) if you need help call the suicide prevention hotline please Uh, 1-800-273-8255 all right they have here also listed the text go to 741-741, and you'll reach a trained crisis counselor through the crisis text line. It's a global not-for-profit organization, uh, 24-7 confidential. So if you are having thoughts of suicide, call a 1-800-273-8255, please. Uh, it's just amazing. And I know that there's all you know many factors surrounding people's lives uh, and mental illness is one thing so you know loneliness financial ruin thinking that uh, life everyone's life would be better without you in it uh, but that's not true and uh, just get some help okay so you can call the the prevention hotline uh, and it's actually the suicide prevention lifeline 1-800-273-8255 or text go to 741-741 and you'll reach a uh, uh, you'll reach a crisis counselor. 
All right, a couple of reminders for those of you that are listening to this show. If you are not a subscriber, what are you doing with your life? Uh, Nobody likes a freeloader, okay? I know the podcast is free, but nobody likes a freeloader, so you need to become a subscriber. If you're listening, you can choose the platform that you're listening on, that your friend uh, subscribes on, or you can choose one that you like better, that you prefer. But you need to subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Don't just be listening and pretending like you don't want to be a subscriber because you know you do. If you want to see my participation uh, on the the different shows for Blaze Media, you can uh, become a subscriber to the content on Blaze TV. And if you go to blazetv.com, slash jeffy blazetv.com slash jeffy you can get the ten dollars off your subscription for a year's subscription and then you'll have access to all the shows uh, of which uh, other people are a part of glenn beck i think his name is pat gray and many many others you can follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr uh facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio i do not have that tiktok channel yet <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, I am, uh, I'm going to become an ASM artist very soon. So it's very possible I could do that on TikTok. We'll see. Or I just might do it on my YouTube channel, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well, which you should subscribe to. And for those of you on Twitter that thought, hey, there's a new sheriff in town and uh, it's, everything is all good. The new sheriff hasn't taken office yet. Okay. So uh, Mike Lindell. Uh, tried to uh, you know make a quick sly move back on Twitter because he was uh, permanently banned. Uh, he was at an event. Well, I think uh, Trump was speaking and he was doing uh, he was doing a little question and answer thing outside of uh, the Trump speech in Nebraska. And he said, uh, "Hey, I am uh, back on Twitter. Just letting you know. The only account is at Mike J Lindell." So retweet and follow and spread the word. Uh, not for long. Uh, not for long. Nice little try there, Mike, but uh, not going to happen. Uh, the uh, the people who hate you were quick to say, hey, 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 he's been banned. He's got to be off of Twitter. And Twitter said, oh, yeah, uh, you are re-banned, uh, Mike. No, do not, uh, do not try to uh, sneak your way back on. So I don't know, you know, if the, when the new sheriff, you know, sits down at the, at the head of the table, we'll see if that, uh, if that has anything to do with some of these people who have been banned, we'll be able to get back on. I don't know that though. Uh, I'd be surprised that some people do get back on, but we shall see. And we shall see what uh, is going to happen with the war, the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. I mean, we're sending all kinds of money and artillery over there that may be a game changer. It may not be. I know the big story, uh, you know, outside of, uh, you know, death and destruction of war. I see where uh, theaters in Russia have now taken to uh, use uh, pirated films to show in the theater. (laughs) You know, they pulled the films from the country. They've shut down all the streaming services. So what are you going to do? I mean, people still want to go see a movie and see what's happening. So Vlad decided that, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going into surgery in the next week or so. And uh, my buddy uh, Nikolai uh, Petrushev is going to take over. 
and he's the Russian Federal Police's Security Council, sec- Secretary Council, Security Council, he, whatever. He's one of the big bosses, Vlad's pal. And he's going to take over while Vlad uh, goes under the knife. If that's a true story, we shall see. Apparently, he's going under the knife for, uh, you know, cancer surgery. And that would prove the, how he wants to get this done before he dies. He wants the old Russia back, which is why he did it. But uh, he's helping the people out by saying, hey, go look at some uh, pirated movies and uh, be happy because uh, I'm going to take over Ukraine and then I'm going to take over the rest of Europe before I die. So we'll see. We shall see what happens. And this coming as a big surprise, the Omicron subvariants are bypassing natural immunity and could cause new waves. This is a new study out of South Africa, the new Omicron variants, they're bypassing natural immunity from prior COVID-19 infections, and that could spark a new wave. So just when you thought it was over, they keep pulling us back in. <laughs> and we have people like Oprah saying, I was so fearful of COVID, I didn't leave my house for a year. Yeah, it was tough staying uh, in that mansion. Uh, couldn't I, I, just, I just couldn't leave. Uh, If I was on a commercial plane, I'd be one of the people who would still be wearing my mask. Good for you, Oh, That's the whole point, isn't it? If you didn't want to go out, you can stay home. If you have to go out and want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. You get to decide. I don't know. I'm sick. I'm sick. Just sick to my stomach that, uh, that we still want to have the mandates. It just drives me in sane. Now I did, I think I mentioned, uh, last week that, uh, Pfizer is asking the FDA to authorize a third COVID vax dose for children five to 11 years old. And Moderna has now asked the FDA to authorize its COVID-19 vaccine for kids younger than six. So thumbs up to that, huh? (laughs) Oh, it could be the The first kids vaccine available for COVID-19. Yay. Oh, and just a side note, Oprah. uh, When's the last time that you've flown on a commercial airline? I believe it's probably been a while. So would you have people flying with you on your planes wear a mask? I doubt it. Again, though, it's up to you. Okay, I guess I should talk about Ozark now. Um, They're... Possibly could be some spoilers if you haven't seen it uh, yet, but the final episodes dropped on Friday, and yes, I binged them through them, uh, and it was awesome. It was great to see. Uh, I heard a lot of reports that uh, of unhappiness of the way it ended. I want to talk about it desperately, but I know it's only been a few days, so normally I'm not that nice of a guy. And, uh, but I'll give you a week. I'll give you till Friday to binge Ozark. Okay. The final episodes. And then we're going to talk about the outcome because I was not unhappy with the way it ended. And I was, I enjoyed, uh, the character arcs. Some of them ended. Some of them did not. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, the feeling at the end that I received because it meant that they were in it. And it was ongoing, and at least they made it through to the next round, which you know they would. 
I should see. I've already spoiled it. Uh, I've already spoiled it. Okay, so we know that. All right, so here's the deal. If you if you don't want to hear some of the spoilers, go away till the end, and I'll give you you know some special ASM artistic uh, talk at the end to calm you down a little bit. Okay, all right. One, two, three. So. I enjoyed the way it ended. I'm bummed that we killed Ruth off. I really didn't want to kill Ruth off, but she had to go. And it was important that uh, her dying meant that the uh, birds were pretty much home free. Uh, There's only one person left that knows that they were there when the cartel leader's son was murdered, but they didn't really do it but they didn't know about it and they lied about that but it was fascinating that uh, everyone that could bring down the birds is now out right i mean it's over uh it was it was awesome it was really good uh jason uh bateman i didn't end quite like i thought it would end i thought i had figured out how it was gonna end and it did not end that way so i hadn't figured it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very disappointing on my part i don't know who jason bateman thinks he is uh he should be doing things the way uh i do it but uh it was it was fascinating and i did like the idea of the way it ended because then there's still a family and the only person that really can could make a difference uh, spoil them is uh, no longer around to uh, make it happen so that was enjoyable and i'm bummed that it goes away now i mean that was a really good show and it's a netflix show so there's another show that they need to replace because uh it's gone now uh you could still watch it anytime and it's worth watching again no question uh the whole series from beginning to end is worth watching but uh, it's just bummed that there's not new content from ozark but i bet that uh you know bateman can go to netflix anytime and say hey i've got this new idea and they will say welcome and here's some money and go do it and it will it will definitely happen so you can email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com when you reach the end tell me how you thought of it we'll talk about it on friday uh we'll recap ozark one more time with some more uh you know inside um spoilers and then uh, i'll talk about how you felt and what you thought uh, about the show uh, just email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com and we can make that happen okay so now it's time to relax a little so what i like to do is i like to i've kept some uh some of my old glasses that i've had and i like to I like to crack them. That's what I do with my old glasses. And I like to find little packages that I have saved from prizes that I got. And I like to just, it's so relaxing that everything is okay. I have got to do an entire ASMR show gotta happen it has to i mean i hope you're relaxed enough and i want you to be happy and go with a relaxing
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.